if you're only familiar with the, the visual novel Danganronpa for the Vita because it uh, came out earlier this year uh, and it was something you could download from the PlayStation Network, you might not be familiar with the fact that that game's actually been in English for a pretty long time now, except it just wasn't officially translated and something you could buy. Uh, as it turns out, um, on the Something Awful forums, um, someone by the name of Oren Ronan has been translating that series uh, is in the midst of translating the second game and actually translated the first game and he may not own up to it himself but I have a strong suspicion that it's because of him and sort of championing Danganronpa um, as a really interesting game uh, for folks who are fans of visual novels uh, that we actually got a proper English translation. Uh, so after I reviewed the game on the site, uh, Oren actually got in touch uh, to talk about his translation work, some of the differences between uh, the updated script and the one that he worked on, um, talk a little bit about some of the cultural differences that I brought up in my review of the game, and well, just kind of generally talked about what it's like to translate a game from Japanese to English, even though you don't natively speak either one. It sounds like a challenge. Here's our conversation. The first thing I would ask is how you came into contact with with all this. The game, the, uh, you know, I'm only kind of aware that there's, you know, like an anime series and a lot of other stuff related to it, but why, why don't you walk me through how exactly you became involved with uh, this series? Sure. So um, the game first came out on the PSP in 2010, November 2010, I think. And I was living in Japan at the time. Uh, I was a student there. Uh, and I basically, I think I bought it on release day. Um, I saw commercials for it before, before um, it was released, and it looked interesting. Uh, so I bought it, I played it in about... Um, took me a while because I read Japanese much um, slower than I can read English. Uh, it took me a couple of weeks and I really liked it. Um, I, I don't know if you know uh, what the big selling point for the game is in, was in Japan when it was first released. Um, do you know who the original voice actor for um, Monokuma is? No, I do not. I'm not familiar. So um, I'm sorry. I, I'm I, I I like to call the character Monobur instead of Monokuma. I think that's the one thing that is really stupid in the new translation. <laughs> uh, because, and and I think the translation actually agree with me because it's the one thing that they actually said in interview that it was a demand from Spike Jonsoft that they won't change the name, mm-hmm. but it should be Monobur because Kuma is bear. Right. And it doesn't make sense to to leave it like that in a translation. But that's beside the, beside the point. So um, the original voice actor for um, Mono, Monobo, Monokuma, is um, an old Japanese woman who is now 78 years old. And she's kind of a celebrity. She's known for being um, the voice of Doraemon for 30 years. Do you know who Dor- Doraemon is? No, no, go ahead and explain. It's the Japanese um, Mickey Mouse, I guess. It's the, it's the blue cat robot thing. I'm oh, sure right, yeah, yeah. Character. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with the design. Yeah, very, very su- super um, famous character. Um, and she's been voicing this character for like 30 years. She's not voicing him now, it's a different actor now, but she's, she's been voicing him since from the 70s to the mid 2000s. Uh, and then she quit voice acting. Uh, and um, then she came back for Danganronpa to play this sadistic um, evil bear 
And she's kind of a celebrity, and she, she's using her kind of her Doraemon voice in the game, and it's kind of from Japanese people are always surprised to hear it. Um, I think the best analog is for if, for example, in the localization, if um, Sterling Holloway, who voiced Winnie the Pooh, was still alive and he voiced Mona Bear in this game. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the same same impact that it would have. I wish we I wish we could live in a world where that was true. Yeah, so it's it's just like um, she's very. It, it's a voice that's very. Um, Japanese people just hear the rhyme when 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 they hear. It's very, it's very distinct. It's, it sounds like something that, you know... It's a very different character. Doraemon right. is a children's character. Um, it's very much Mickey Mouse, and, and suddenly she's playing this evil bear. <laughs> um, so anyway, I played the game. I liked it. Um, I left Japan um, in early 2011. What were you out there for? I was a student there. Oh, okay, right, right, right. You mentioned that. Continue. Yeah. I'm actually moving back to Japan in a couple of months, but that's also besides the point. Um, and um, it sucked that I didn't have anyone to talk to uh, in, in the West about this game because no one knew it. Uh, so I decided to translate it myself, um, which... Um, Ask any professional translator and, and they would tell you it's not a good idea because I'm not a native English speaker or a native Japanese speaker. <laughs> so um, translating from Japanese to English is not, it's not a very good idea when you're, when you're not a native speaker of either language. Um, I mean, I'm, fl- I'm fluent in English, but it's still not being native speaker. Sure, sure. No, I understand. Uh, and, and it shows. I mean, my translation of the first game, it gets better as it goes along. It's, it's also the first time I'm trying to tra- translate something of this scale. But I don't like reading it. When I read it now, I just see the faults everywhere. Um, uh, but um, since I didn't have the skills to do an actual um, ROM translation, I decided to do it as um, a Let's Play on the Something Awful forums. Um, and I started it, I think, at um, probably the end of 2011. Yeah, that sounds right. So you were, so you were doing this translation in, entirely by yourself, or were you bringing in some yeah. other people to look at your work? No, I did it entirely by myself. I'm, I'm now doing um, a translation of the, of the second game, the sequel. I'm not sure I'm going to, to continue it because they just announced it for localization. Right. But this one is much better. This one, I'm, I'm actually having um, an editor who is a native English speaker, and, and it's, it's a much better translation. Right. The uh, but um, the project took about a year, uh, and it started very modestly, a um, few readers, and, and by the end, it became, the, I think, the most popular thread on something awful. Uh, it had about, I think, 9 million views by the end. Uh, it, it started uh, a fandom on, on Tumblr um, for the game, uh, which um, I'm not sure if it had any impact on the decision to bring it to the West uh, officially or not, but um, it certainly became known in certain circles uh, because of my translation. Um, you, haven't heard, you haven't heard from um, Spike Chunsoft at all about 
you know, their decision to bring the game over? You, you've had... No, I, I don't think it's factions. I mean, it's, um, it's uh, Nice America. Right, right, sure. That's bringing it. I know they're aware of it. And people have been harassing them and every other localization company on, on the forums uh, telling them about this game and the translations, the fan translations of it. So, so they know about it, but... But they haven't, they, haven't, they haven't at any point, you know, stepped in. You know, you said you're working on the second one. You know, you haven't heard anything that would No, I be... didn't, and, and they shouldn't. Um, I don't think they should contact me. I mean, I'm just a fan translator. I'm not doing anything officially, so... Mm-hmm. Um, unless they want me to stop. But they think I'm going to stop anyway, so they shouldn't worry. <laughs> um, but he did start a fandom for the game. Uh, a sizable one. Uh, a couple of months before I, uh, I finished um, another um, translation group uh, announced they were working on, a, um, on an actual ROM translation for it, and it came out after I was, the, I was done. Um, and I think about a week after they published it, Nice announced they were bringing the game officially to, to the West. Uh, so have you have you played through the entirety of the the new translation? The the official one? Yeah. Uh, no, I've seen some of it. Um, I, I mean, I bought this game in Japanese three times now, so I'm not going to buy it again in English. <laughs> Why? I paid, I paid for it originally on the PSP. Uh, a year later, they came out with a special edition. Ah. Uh, it had some things in it that they wanted. So I bought it again on the PSP, and then I got the Vita remake uh, when it came out, uh, which is the one that the American translation is based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have it three times, uh, and I, al- I al- almost um, bought the iOS port also. Uh, the game is an iOS port, by the way. Which yeah, sure I, yeah, I saw that that it's it's currently in Japan, but I'm I'm hoping that you know I mean the the Vita is uh, a nice machine and all, but you know, obviously, games like this and 999 and, and other games of, of its ilk are are really well suited to you know work on on iOS. So I'm I'm excited that actually I, that 999 is coming to the U.S. I think later this month. Um, yeah. In English, with, which is exciting. Without the puzzles, but. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a separate conversation. I don't know how they're going to handle the big twist in the game without a second screen and the other stuff, but. You know, that's... <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I actually own the 999 novelization in Japanese. It's uh-huh. a novelization. You know, they just write around it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious to see how they, how, they, how they do that. But um, So you know, uh, what little you've seen of the new translation, do you have any you know, sense of it? Like, what, what, do you, what, do you yeah. make, what do you make of it? I really like it. Uh, what, what I've seen of it, I really like. Um, my brother actually did buy the, the English version, so I'm going to borrow it from him at some point and play it uh, from start to end. I, I have quibbles with it, of course. I have uh, things that, that I did one way and they did another way, and they like my version better. But I think it's a really good translation what, from what I've seen. Um, it definitely reads, and the prose is better than what I could do not being a native English speaker. So at least prose-wise, it's, it's much better. Um, I, as I said, I don't like that they kept Monokuma. I think it's, it's silly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they tried to make it a little less um, 
humorous than it is or, or wacky mm-hmm. um, from what I've seen. Um, they kind of changed Monokuma's character because um, they couldn't use it dead. Doraemon voice, which is very different, so they did a different um, take on, on the character, which I think is a little lazy. They, they make it... The first thing you think about when you think about an evil teddy bear is, is exactly what what it is. And the original one is, is a little different. Um, but from what I've seen, it's a, it's a really good translation, and, and I'm glad they're handling it. You, you mentioned in uh, the... Uh the email that you had uh, sent before that there was a, you know, you'd read through my review and there was a couple of things that uh, you, that I might find interesting. Did you want to bring up some of those? Yeah. So um, first I'm going to play, to play devil's advocate a little because I do agree, agree with you on, on, on most of your points, but on the, the point of the needless um, fan service, mm-hmm. I find it interesting that, you know, you, you mentioned the um, Asahina, Underwear scene um, and the bus scene, but for example, you don't mention the fact that before the Athena underwear scene, you have um, a CG of two very masculine men naked with only a towel on them. Sure, I mean Which you know also fan service for the female audience. I suppose I, I would I would argue that the uh, the actual position of uh, of Hina in that scene is it's meant to be purposely seductive, uh, given you know the artwork, sure, the artwork that is also, because... sh- yeah. I, I would just argue that you know the way that those two characters are shown in the two male characters shown in the bathhouse is not sexualized. They are are shown simply with fewer clothes, and in fact, one of them is wearing all of their clothes. They just happen to be in yeah. bathhouse. I, you know, I, I agree that there are scenes where they are both sh- you know both men and women are shown. In, in forms of undress, but the way that they are depicted, I think, is is very different. And in line with the genre in general, and, you know, as I point out in the review, I understand that. And, and I think, you know, when I've talked to folks that play a lot more of these games than I do, uh, you know, some of this are, you know, for financial reasons, you know, they, they do this because it's kind of expected in the genre, and people some people buy it for that. And, and I understand that, and I, I realize genres have... Uh, many different masters in order to exist and and be viable. Um, you know, I don't I don't think that makes it you know any less of a viable criticism, at least from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure about this game in particular. I think I think um, both scenes are very self-aware in this case, uh, from the way they're, they're depicted and everything. Yeah, I mean, like, um, Fumi as a character, you know, is essentially the game acknowledging that. Uh, there are stereotypes of the types of people that you know play this game, and or or these types of games, or are fans of anime, uh, and and that character sort of exists to poke fun at that stereotype in a way that I think is really fun and self-aware, and I, I think it's it shows it shows on the developer side they are kind of aware of how people talk about these games sometimes. The interesting thing about Rampa, I think, is that as far as I can tell. Uh, both in Japan and in the West, um, there are more hardcore female fans than male fans of the series. Um, I see it both on Tumblr. Um, most hardcore fans are female, not male. Mm-hmm. And I've been to um, an official event for the game in Japan um, last year. Uh, 
And I think more than 50% of the audience, which was about a thousand people, were women and not men. So That's interesting. Yeah, so this is definitely a game that... And, and, and the, the sequel actually... The first game is very good with, the, with its female characters, I think. Um, besides um, these two examples of the fan service scenes, basically, this is a game where the women are competent and the males aren't. Pretty much across the board. So on the female side, you have Kyoko Kirigiri, who is, who is the most competent character um, in the game, probably. And um, Sakura was the strongest. And even Asahina was also one of the strongest characters. And yeah, I, mean, I, I would and, I, I would argue that yeah, that's it, that's kind of what makes those those moments where it breaks uh, and has uh, some of the weirdness, as I point out, like a little more disappointing. Because you're totally right that the game is 100% full of super strong. Uh, Strong women characters and, and very flawed male characters. Pretty much every male character in this game is is either weak or foolish or not in his right mind. Yeah, no, you're um, 100% right. And even without these um, fan service scenes, even the way they dress the female characters is very dignified, I think. You see almost, except for Asahina, who you know, has big boobs. Uh, uh, the other ones, there isn't really that much fan service in this game, um, as opposed to most other games. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would I would definitely agree with you there. That, And that's why I mentioned the game as sort of like a, I think a really good entry point if you haven't played something like this, uh, that, you know, I think people, part of the reason I played it and part of the reason I wrote a review was to try and, you know, look at it from an outsider point of view, but also... You know, try. I, I liked 999. I liked DLR quite a bit, and and I liked this game as well. And you know, I think it's just some of these little hangups that stop some people from ever even considering playing them, which I think is too bad because there is a lot about them to like that uh, you know you can get distracted by when you when you see these little bits that are a little more uh, you know off-putting. Right. Uh, the second point I want to mention is is what I think. Um, I wrote to you on, on Tumblr originally, which is, this is a game that um, has quite a bit of satire that is, I think, completely lost in the Western audience. Um, in much the same way that, that I see, I find American satire lost in Japanese audience. Because, uh, for example, I, I uh, Grand Theft Auto V sold very well in Japan. But when I see Japanese players play it, uh, I watch some videos. They they don't see the subtext at all. They they, they just don't understand it. Um, or the satire this game has. They, they just see what's on the surface. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's very similar uh, over here. This this is a game that um, has a lot of social commentary in it about Japanese society and and Japanese politics. Uh, and I think. Some of, the, some of it they just completely removed in translation, but um, even the things they didn't, um, it, it's very difficult, not impossible for uh, American audience to to see, which is unfortunate. I mean, it, it's 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 part of what makes this game a little bit unique among um, Japanese games in this genre, and, and it's unfortunate it's, it's lost. So, uh, you know. For for you as you know you you know you spent a lot of, you know a whole full year 
you know, translating this game. You spent uh, you're spending time now translating the the second game to kind of bring this full circle. What what keeps you coming back? Like, what is so appealing about this series specifically that uh, you know motivated you to to go to such great such great lengths to introduce it to a wider audience? Um, I think it's really well written. Um, it was developed kind of like an indie project inside a spectrum. So they really didn't think it would it would be um, that successful. So the um, development staff really had pretty much free reign when they made the first game, and then it became a huge success in Japan. Uh, and and it shows. Um, as I said, social satire of the kind that you see in Zenonpa is not something you see in many other games. Uh, and the guy who wrote this game, uh, his name is uh, Ketsutaka Kodaka, he's a really good writer, I think. I mean, his, his Japanese dialogue is, is pretty striking. He, the text, the prose is just much better than you usually see in... I mean, you, you played VLR in 999, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you know that sometimes the Japanese writers have a tendency to overwrite, to just repeat the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, and Danganronpa pretty much avoids it. There is almost no line of dialogue in the game that that shouldn't be there, I think. There's always something funny going on, or, or, a, punch, or a good punchline, or, or something interesting the character is talking about. Uh, and you don't see that much in, in Japanese writing in visual novels. Um, and I also took advantage that, that I was not making a ROM hack, and I, I, I was pretty much translating on an, on an internet forum, and I put in a lot of translation notes and um, cultural notes that you really can't do in, if you're translating an actual game. So I think I managed to convey some of these things I'm, I'm talking about in my translation. Um, so where, if people wanted to seek some of this stuff out, because I imagine, you know, even with the official translation, you know, like you said, these sort of uh, annotations about uh, sort of the cultural touchstones, or, you know, it's not something you can pull up in the game. Where where can people check that out? So my L, my Let's Play is available on the um, Let's Play archive at lparchive.org. Uh, and you can read it there. I mean, I, I as I said before, I, I can't read it anymore because I find flaws with, with my text. <laughs> sure. I, I, I myself got much better at translation as I went um, along, and, and it's difficult for me, but, but it is full of um, localization notes and uh, cultural notes, and it, it may be interesting to read, even if you've played the official localization, I think. Uh, so if you do go to lparchive.org and search for Danganronpa, then, then you'll find my, an, an archive of my Let's Play. And you know, it sounds like you've you've played uh, you know or know this genre you know a little bit more uh, in depth than than I have. I've I've really only played a couple of games. If you know, both for myself and for other people, if you know, they find games like this interesting. Like, are there any others that you would recommend uh, that that you think people might like as well? So, um, a, a real classic, Kamite Ka- no Yoru, uh, just came out in English on, on iOS um, a couple of months ago. Uh, are you aware of it at all? 
Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure people usually send me links on Twitter when some of these games come up that people think I might like, but I, I have not checked that one out yet. So I think it's called Banshee's Last, um, Banshee's Last Something on iOS. Um, it's from the translator who translated the Metal Gear Solid games. Um, no, Banshee's Last Cry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be a really good translation. It, it's one of those complete localizations. So they, they uh, changed the setting from Japan to the United States and they changed all the characters' names. And luckily the game takes place in, in an, um, a little motel in, in the middle of, of a snowy mountain. So it's, you, you can change it without changing too much. But um, it's one of the original... Um, Sound novels, um, you know, murder mystery, horror, um, sound novels that had, had a huge influence in Japan at the time. It was originally a Super Nintendo game, mm. uh, and then it got um, ported to pretty much everything. It had the PlayStation version and and some sequels, and and it, it really is one of the most um, influential uh, works in in this genre, and and it is available in English now. So. I recommend. It is, I think. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm looking at it on the on the App Store right now. Are you sure it's not just the beginning, and then you have to pay for the next oh, chapter? That's, that's a good point. I, that's definitely could be could be true. But either way, even if that is true, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it says top in-app purchase, Banshee's Last Cry. So it's four dollars if you want to play the whole thing. But yeah, and, and it's it's a long game. It will take you, um, like probably twenty hours to to to, to see it all. So. It's definitely worth it, and it's a classic, and doesn't have any fun service at all. <laughs> um, uh, well, very cool. And yeah, and, and it's a modern mystery with horror themes, and, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I yeah I, li- I like the you know I'm a big horror guy myself, so uh, I like that. <laughs> at least all the ones I've played so far, you know, uh, this game 99 VLR, and it sounds like Banshee's Last Cry is similar. There's there's a lot of horror elements, uh, it seems like, throughout uh, a lot of the, the visual novels, at least the ones that I've been exposed to or had recommended to me. Yeah, oh, Kamaitachi Noyoru was written by the guys who um, did the Level 5 game um, last year, the small one, the Starship Damory. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so it's these guys. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That, that was a, yeah, that, that was great. I really enjoyed Starship Damory. Yeah, that's, so Kam, uh, Kamaitachi Noyoru is the series they're, they're known for. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, well, I think that about covers you know most of what I wanted to chat with you about. But I, I really appreciate you taking a couple minutes of your time to. I know you're, you said you got to get up early tomorrow morning, so I, I appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to to chat with me about uh, your your translation work on on the game. I think it's super fascinating. And while I don't, you know, I haven't talked to uh, Niz America myself, I I have to imagine you had some sort of influence on the game coming over. Uh, I don't want to take any credit, but it's it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, I'm I'm a huge fan of the site, so I'm really happy to talk to. Awesome. To well, we'll have to uh, we'll stay in touch. Maybe when the second game comes out this fall, well, maybe we can uh, we can reconvene and and chat about what happens in the the second game. Yeah, sure. All right. The second game is very interesting, also. Yeah, I'm I'm super I'm super interested to find <laughs> out. It's at this point. They got me hooked on the mystery, so I've I've got to see what's uh, what's on the other side. So uh, so thanks again, uh, Orn, and uh, if anything else comes up, uh, I'll make sure to to be in touch. Sure, thank you. Yeah, take care.